Hello, this is Nikki, Mindset and Life Coach, and you are listening to the Mind House Ball Podcast, where we are on a mission to normalize normal conversations, get comfortable with our mental health, and provide space for growth, learning, and empowerment. Thank you for joining us, and I'm so glad you are here. Hi. Good morning from the UK, Nikki Evans. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm so good. How are you? I'm very, very well. Um, it's, well, yeah, I'm good this morning because it's nice and sunny this morning in the UK, which is cool. That's good. Which, bit of a change from Manchester, as you know. I know. But, I can... but yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy <laughs> I'm happy that- I've been hearing so many complaints about the weather in Manchester this week. Everyone's just been moaning about it being raining. Don't you guys have a storm there at the moment? Yeah, I heard that yesterday. I've not actually heard about the storm, but I heard something about a storm Francis yesterday. Yeah, me too. But there is a little bit of brightness today, so, you know, <clears throat> we are looking ahead. That's good. That's good to hear. So, Josh introduce yourself in fact can i introduce you yeah of course you can can. joshua cheatham manchester born and bred business coach we've only actually known each other for about what six months yeah it feels like longer but yeah feels like longer probably the best person that i've met this year oh thank you i really appreciate i would say definitely the best person this year that I've met this year by far actually I will 100% receive that (laughs) you're definitely up there as well though Nikki Evans oh thank you um so do you finish your introduction tell everyone what you do and then we can get going yeah so number one massive massive thank you because it's always amazing to have amazing conversations with amazing people like you it's amazing that obviously what it is that you're doing with with the mind health school um in terms of me i am very very experienced in terms of training and coaching over the past sort of nine to ten years i primarily work on a one-to-one basis with male business owners execs generally people that are very very stressed because of their corporate role and who are generally working with other people who are also stressed um, I also run a community. I'm the founder of a community called the Business Development Network. Uh, basically, just puts personal and professional development at the forefront of corporate people's lives so they can improve their mental health, be better human beings overall, learn about what it is that they want. Um, and just always, I think the key thing about that is to have a space where they can like safeguard themselves away from their business or from their corporate role. That's really important. Um, and yeah, we've got some really exciting projects also coming up in the pipeline. So we are currently doing a lot of market research around a new learning platform, which is really exciting. Um, and that's the short version, really. I think the one thing <laughs> to add on to that is, you know, stress has, has been something that I have always spoken to, to people about first, because that's kind of something that a lot of people can recognize as a word and a frame of language. Um, And I think basically we get to be, well, become more in touch with what stress actually is, number one. Um, Understand, 
you know, how it's affecting us as individuals because it can affect us all in different ways. And at the same time, the reason, probably one of the main things that we'll speak about today is that, you know, ultimately, especially in the corporate space, it's becoming the norm, which is a massive, massive problem because ultimately if stress and people going through that on a, on a consistent basis, on a daily basis sometimes is becoming the norm and it's not something that's challenged and it's something that's just accepted, um, that's a massive, massive problem. And honestly, like I literally see this on a daily basis. Like it's something that we kind of think, especially as males, you know, and women as well. It's something that we just accept that that's just the way things are. And that's something that I think it's really important for us to challenge. Fab. I love that. And there's, if, I think anybody who's listening who knows Josh, if there's anything that you can do very, very, very well, it's, hold that space for somebody who is experiencing something experiencing whatever they're going through but also allowing them to experience it but then hold them to like their highest value you're very good at that and and allowing people to sort of express but but keep them on track and 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 yeah just make them a better person you definitely do that very well no um, that's amazing thank you so much for that thank you for that introduction we do have some questions I don't feel like we're going to stick to them very well though. Um, but I'd love to hear your experience in the area of exactly what you've just been talking about. So stress in the workplace. Um, mm. Just give us a little bit of an introduction into exactly sort of what you do see on a day-to-day basis and how yeah. you think that that impacts people's mental health. Yeah, well, it's a, it's, it's a great question. And if it's all right with you, I'll probably just start off with like a story. So you know, my background is training um, and my first boss is going to hate me if you ever listen to this because he won't. But ultimately, the story actually comes from an observation from when I was quite young. So the first training company that I worked for, you know, I was really passionate about training, very passionate about sort of leadership and communication. So I was very blessed to kind of be given this gift to deliver, you know, leadership at a very, very young age. But what I also saw was I used to have this boss when I was, it was, I was an apprentice in the training industry and I saw someone that was stressed, stressed being the key word, but with that stress, you know, became a lot of bitterness and a lot of, you know, hardship and a lot of not poor leadership, but, but it was affecting other people. It was affecting other people. Um, me and my first boss wasn't necessarily two people that always saw eye to eye, but what the reason why I'm sharing this story with you is because it's something that has always stuck with me. And the reason yeah. why it stuck with me is because it, for some reason it's allowed me to recognize them sort of signs and symptoms or characteristics. Yeah, characteristics of stress, like be the ability to be able to observe people and go, okay, right, you will, you're having a go at everyone in the office, you know, you're operating from this way and you are basically not necessarily leading people as effectively, you know, you are operating in a really sort of authoritarian way and it doesn't really work, especially for people like me that don't like being told what to do. Um, but the key thing there is when someone is operating like that, or they can't communicate, or they are angry, or they're very snappy, or they can't regulate themselves, it always comes down to that question, well, why are they actually operating like that? And then obviously from that young 
experience or from them individual that, that young experience that I first had was I probably started asking that question from a quite young age really like well, why is that actually why? happening yeah so that's how it started and then sort of fast forward to now you know the the corporate structure or, or stru- the structure overall in life you know teaches a lot of people to basically playing in, in identities that they feel like they need to be playing. So an example would be, we've got all these amazing titles in the corporate world. We've got managing director, CEO and president and VP and all of this bullshit, really. It's just, it's just a label, like it doesn't mean anything. But that's a massive problem in the corporate world, a massive problem. And I wrote some content about this before because people then become something, they become a title and they completely forget about themselves, but they've got a title that, well, they think allows them to feel worthy. And then all of a sudden, you know, they get themselves on this hamster wheel, chasing and chasing and chasing and chasing and chasing. And they're only chasing another promotion or they're chasing the next number or they're chasing mm-hmm. money. Yeah. And it's just leads to a consistent state of need and lack. And that, that literally is something that I observe on a daily basis. Yeah. You pull me up for this a few times. <laughs> yeah. Correct. <laughs> we, we, I feel like it's it's really difficult to. It's so simple to pick it up in other people's language and and the way that they talk and the way that they sort of communicate. But it's even hard. It's even harder to regulate it within yourself because you don't realise you're doing it. So I absolutely love it when you pull me up and it, and and it makes me observe obviously myself more. So. Um, yeah. But yeah, I can totally relate to that. So, um, so uh, sorry, I think I interrupted your story then. Continue what you were saying. Yeah, I, I think, I think, you know, the, the word that comes up is, it is to do with identity. Like yeah. it ultimately is because what's the biggest reason, and you can research this, like go and read about stress. Like the, one of the main reasons for people feeling stressed is lack of lack of clear meaning or purpose. So as individuals, like whether we like it or not, however fluffy it sounds, like we all desire to feel some element of meaning or purpose. And yes, after that, you've got technicalities of, oh, well, I'm working too hard or I'm leading too many people or I'm in the office too much and all of this. And yeah, I get all of that is, is valid. Mm-hmm. But on a, really, on a real core level, you know, when you when you look into corporate people's lives and people will listen to us right now and they'll still know somebody like this, everyone knows someone like this, who are probably a little bit of a workaholic. They don't really spend much time with the kids or the family. They are very, very, very driven. They're very ambitious. You know, they go to unbelievable um, efforts to actually, you know, honor their corporate role and honor their yeah. corporate identity. But then what does that leave them with? Well, it leaves them with a void of connection or a void of their own purpose. And most of the time people will say, well, I'm doing this for my kids. And yeah. really quite relevant. I'm going to tell you this story because I was talking to someone yesterday and it was her mum. And her mum is um, a VP for a huge company in the US. We're having a great conversation. And we were actually talking about like the lengths that her mum has gone to achieve this role. And, you know, there's a lot of benefits to that. But one thing that she did, was she, the, the, one of my friends was talking about yesterday, 
was she when she last saw it, she could see how stressed she was. Mm. And you know, there's no right or wrong with the way people live people live their live their life. But there's there's also something that's really important in life, and that's to do with, you know, how can you actually experience purpose, connection? How can you take yourself away from this role that you feel like you need to be playing? Because ultimately there's going to come a point in your life where you do want to be more of yourself and you do want to understand more of who you actually are. And that's what I said yesterday. I said one thing that's really interesting about the work that I do is people come to me. I was speaking to one of my exec clients yesterday and I'm not talking to him as the exec. Like I'm talking to him about him as an individual. As a person, yeah. And that's the key thing. That's one of the, that's one of the massive, massive things. Yeah. Uh, you know, do you want to be in a, cha- in a, in a mode of chasing mm-hmm. to try and like chase something else or chase the next promotion or chasing the next bit of money that you feel like you need to feel more worthy? Or do you want to find your own worth within yourself? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I talk about this quite a lot as well because, um, you know, we all have goals, whether it's a health goal, a fitness goal, career goal whatever the goal is and I think people actually forget that whilst you're working towards this goal you know the journey that you're on and we're such an impatient generation as well we want everything so quickly because we've got everything at our fingertips and when we've got to work towards it it, you know we, we get impatient but then as soon as we close that gap and we get to the goal it doesn't end like we don't just get there and like automatically be fulfilled and be happy. And, you know, we're so happy because we've got everything that we wanted and it doesn't end. Like the gap just gets bigger. The gap just continues to get bigger and bigger and bigger. So if you're stressing yourself out to like high heavens to reach a title in your career or, or whatever it is to build your business or to do whatever it is that you want to do, what do you think is going to happen when you get to that goal? It doesn't all just disappear and everything goes like rosy. Yeah, that's so true. And and that is actually like so important. There's there's two points to add on to that. And thank you for sharing that with us. It's like whatever action you take, right? Whatever action you take, and I don't we're talking to a range of people, but whatever action that you take for you to achieve what you want, because there'll be some driven people listening to this, which is amazing. Yeah, we're not saying don't set goals like Oh no, absolutely goals not. And intentions. But the action that you take, and we speak about this a lot of the time, is you know how sustainable are you as a human being? That's the question. Yeah. Like, like right now, like how sustainable are you as a human being? For you to be sustainable, the action that you take has got to allow you to feel good as an individual. Like it has to allow you to feel good because if it doesn't, all right, you might do it for five days, but I tell you what, it won't feel good. It'll feel hard, and the energy that you've got for something will reduce. Yeah. And then that will lead to stress and anxiety, etc. And you know what? Listen, I the, just because we are sharing this doesn't mean that we don't experience this. Like, there's yeah. something that is always going to come up. You know, stress and anxiety is going to come up. You don't have to sort of become that, but you can observe that mm-hmm. and you can observe that within yourself. And you don't have to stay there either. And the yeah. second thing that I wanted to add on is what you just said there was so powerful when you said, that gap getting bigger. So we, we meet a goal. We feel like that's going to make us more fulfilled. And this is the truth. And this is, we have to take our own advice here as well. If you're waiting for something outside of you to feel fulfilled and worthy, you're going to be waiting a long time. Yeah. But then what's interesting about what you said is 
because related back to the workplace, and this is gold, really, the corporate structure creates that. Yeah. So it creates it creates a process, and this is all unconscious, like they're just utilizing people's minds and creating influence. It just creates a structure that makes people feel unconsciously like they have to be striving yeah. for something else. So, you know, you might have, we always use this term of, you might have Jane in HR, but Jane in HR now wants to be a HR director because she doesn't know any other way of progression. Mm-hmm. So what they're utilizing is, and we all know this is like progress is an innate human need. We all require progress. So that what the corporate structure does is it knows that from like the top down, that if we give people and dangle a carrot of progress to make people feel like the next promotion or make them feel like something else is going to happen and they're going to feel something else, then people will just keep working harder and harder and harder. And that's the key. So think how many, there's millions of people right now who are working harder and harder and harder and then stress is becoming the norm and they're getting more and more and more and more stressed. Yeah. The skill. And honestly, I think there's a massive opportunity like going forward. And this is something that they, we're in this game, like we're in this game to like, you know, change this and, and educate people. This is why we're doing this podcast. I think there's a huge opportunity for people to just fucking stop. Like, yeah. and not, not stop completely, but just to get used to recognizing that, you know, your job that you have doesn't have to define you. The role that you play doesn't have to define who you are. No. You cannot stop at times and there's going to be an opportunity for people that want to work, actual work or, or operate in a different way going forward, I think. Yeah, that's, that's really insane. My brain was going ping, 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 ping then when he was talking. I just had a thought and I'm going to try and verbalise this and I've got no idea how it's going to sound. Right, going to verbalise it, Nicky Evans. So this is literally just something that's come up for me, but would you agree that somebody who is on a journey to achieve something, who is stressing themselves out in the process of that journey to achieve that thing, whatever that might be, they've obviously anticipated how that's going to feel for them to achieve that. I don't think that that person is going to feel that, how they anticipate to feel when they reach that goal, how they've anticipated it for so long. I reckon they'll get there and it'll be an, a huge what's that word that I'm looking for um climax yeah huge anticlimax and then they're yeah. like now what and then that's when the downward spiral happens that's when they like start questioning themselves that's when they you know and that journey could have been going on for years that could have been like a, a five to ten year career path that yes. when they got there and then all of the things that they've sacrificed throughout like you know their family spending time with their kids whatever else it is and then this is where the mental health issues creep in. Absolutely. And this is so common, right? And thank, thank God that you actually said that because, okay, so why does that happen, right? Yeah. Because most people don't know their highest values. Mm-hmm. Right? This is if what you you're are- so good at. You're so good at the highest values and share some wisdom with us, Joshua. Because that is literally like what you just said is gold. So let's just imagine we have this scenario this guy has been working for 20 years. You know, he's not seen his kids grow up. He's working all, all day, every day, you know, 14, 15 hour days. And he's got this goal. All right. And then he gets to this goal 
and then he doesn't feel how he thought he was going to feel. Yeah. And the reason the reason is is because sometimes we become infatuated with something else outside of us because we think it's going to make us feel different than what we currently do, yeah. right? So there's two types of states we can be in. We can be in an infatuated state or a subordinated state. Like both of them are very, very imbalanced. It's like being experiencing complete and utter double extreme joy or extreme sadness, right? Both of them don't serve us. Like you said, about being as balanced. Mm-hmm. And then, for example, one of the main reasons why this guy doesn't feel the fulfillment that he wants to feel is because he hasn't worked out his highest values before he's actually then set goals and gone on this journey of life. Right. And I'll give you an example. So I was working with a client once. Let's hope none of your clients listen to this. (laughs) Yeah, no, but they're, they're, they're they're all, they'll all enjoy it because you know, this is all real life. Like this is real stories. Like, and they've, they've had the courage to ask for help, which is important. You know, they've, had the strength to say this isn't working for me i don't know what's going on mm-hmm. and they've actually moved with the information that we've shared with each other yeah. through some great coaching which is powerful Absolutely. so one guy in particular had severe stress and anxiety like this was last year and he scored himself two out of ten for attitude and ten out of ten for finance on the wheel of life so he was like i've got all of this money but my attitude's still really bad and why because he set his business up for financial freedom and he'd achieved it. Yeah. So it was still this void missing in his life. And he actually realized that he actually hadn't worked out what his values were and what he actually wanted before he set the business up. Mm -hmm. And that's a real, real problem for many, many people. So honestly, like it doesn't matter who you are, if you're stressed right now, or even if you're not stressed, like before you then start to set intentions and get really driven and look at what you want, Think about, you know, what are my top 10 highest values? Like, what do I value most? And then link all of the goals that you set back to the values. Mm -hmm. And remember that it's a fluid concept. So what you think today might not be what you think tomorrow. Mm -hmm. This is why as coaches, and this is a bit of a shout out to the coaching industry, do the work, like do this on a consistent basis. Like have these conversations and think about it. I'm just about to do my values again today. Um, and then another thing is, take, going back to the scenario of the guy that we just, just created. So he's worked hard for 20 years. You know, he's not seen his kids. He's got a poor relationship with his partner. And he's got this promotion and he still feels unfulfilled, right? So what does that lead to, right? This is very important for people to consider. Mm-hmm. It leads to resentment then. Yeah. Because he experiences resentment to himself. Yeah. He probably experienced resentment in his relationships because his relationships haven't supported what he actually wanted. Yeah. And then mind naturally will do a couple of things. He'll either have a midlife crisis and go and buy loads of stuff because he needs to feel fulfilled in some way. He'll either be, what was I going to say? I've had a midlife crisis. Resentment. He, yeah. He'll feel extreme resentment, but, his relationships won't have supported that. And then he'll continue to look outside of himself mm-hmm. and he'll probably then backwards then. But yeah. honestly, like, literally so common. Like I got a call last week off a guy. I'm going to be doing some work with him. He's got four businesses to the tune of like over 10 million pound turnover, four businesses, like over 20 odd years, four businesses over 20 odd years. 
all of a sudden, he's like, I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah. Like, literally, just turn around and gone, this is not what I want to do. And he spent a lot of money on a business coach for the year. Mm-hmm. So he spent, he's already spent, he's done the business. He's done the business. Like, he's give the business a tick. Like, but there's still something else. Like, yeah. and honestly, this is such a common thing in terms of, it doesn't matter whether you're a business owner, whether you're an exec, whether you're someone in the workplace. I think, you know, going back to the topic around people being stressed in the workplace, like this has got to fucking change. Like this has to change because if it doesn't, as time moves on and technology moves on and like people work in different ways, there's going to be a lot of unfulfilled, stressed out people who will then turn to, you know, whatever they can to feel worthy, substantive, Mm -hmm. you know, waiting for Friday, all of these different things that we do when our mental health isn't in a great state, basically. Yeah. And you know, do you know the thing that just absolutely blows my mind as well about this whole, this whole conversation, this whole scenario, the fact that it actually affects probably 90, 80 to 90% of people. And it's so normal. I've obviously plucked that figure out of thin air, but it's so normal to have workplace stress. It's so normal to not be happy with your job. So normal to live for the weekend. It's so normal to prioritize your career or your business over things that you actually hold value to, like family and friends and things like that. It's so normal. Why the hell is it so normal? And why do people not talk about it more? Well, yeah, you, you can't answer point. that. <laughs> well, no, think, answer. I'm really glad that you said that, and it's just it is an incredible point for you to make. You know, why is it so normal? I think I think the reason is is, and this is something that again I talked about. You know, I keep using the word stop, right? That's what I'm forcing again. So I'm going into workplaces. I'm going in. I'm speaking to people. And bear in mind, I speak to people from, you know, people that are an exec, people that are a business owner, a manager. Like, and I'm, I'm like forcing and hustling against what you're speaking about. So because of everything's so fast paced, you know, we're in a fast paced, sometimes very, very cutthroat environment. Very, very, look at us, we're doing this tick box way of being, mm. you know, I, and, I, and I'm going to say, all right, the, 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 the corporate structure says that they're doing stuff for people, but ultimately not many of them actually are in terms of the development of people. What's the biggest asset to a business? Like people, people are the biggest asset. And because people are so busy and we view people as a number that will create a result, we're not actually valuing them as people. So they never actually get chance to stop. All right, they might get, okay, so the big thing at the minute is, right, well, we're going to get a mental health first aider in because that's kind of the new thing to do. And we've got, someone that's come in twice a year and we've done mental health first aid. Well, that's bollocks that because... Well, just because- it is, but it's a, it's, it's a way to start. It's, it, I totally agree. It's not enough. It's no, it's not enough. enough. It should happen like on a weekly basis, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, even things like sick days, there should be mental health days. There should, there should be self-care days. There should be all of this. But like you said, like everyone's just been given a number and that's the corporate yeah. industry just a number i was really i was on twitter 
I absolutely love Twitter. I was on Twitter the other day and I saw a screenshot of a company's um, Slack. An employer basically like screenshotted a, a Slack messenger, which is anyone who doesn't know what that means. It's like an internal messaging system, like MSN vibes, but like corporate. And you can communicate with everyone within your company. And it was basically like an announcement from the owner of the company saying, um, like basically informing everyone that their oldest employee had passed away so the the, the employee wow. that had been there the longest out of everybody else in the company had passed away and it was like a two sentence thing and then underneath it was like business as usual and someone yeah. screenshotted it and posted it on twitter i can't remember what company it was now i forget but it, it wasn't a small company i remember reading it being shocked and yeah. The, the wow. employee basically tweeted it and was like, the next time you decide to prioritize your, you know, anything other than your own mental health, your own family, your own things that you find valuable within you, read back on this because you are replaceable, you will be replaced and you'll yeah. be literally two sentences to your manager at some point. Yeah, right. So definitely capture this bit, record it and then put that on LinkedIn. Like that is literally so important. Like what a great point to make. Like <laughs> that doesn't surprise me at all. Nah, same. It's, think, it's sickening. It really is. Yeah. It, it's, it's sickening from our perspective because ultimately, you know, we care about people. Um, and I think that's honestly, I honestly think that's the difference. I, I think, you know, I was speaking to someone yesterday about this. Like there is two types of people at the top. You're going to get people who are very open and very people driven. And you're going to get some people that are just not people driven and they view them as numbers, but really like, you know, just that little story that you just told there. I mean, what, you know, what impression does that actually give to people? Number one, like what impression does it give to people? What impression does it give to the workplace overall please yeah yeah what does it what does it what does it give to what what number one how does that value anyone it doesn't and the thing is people ultimately make up a business right we're in a massive change of technology etc but you know human connection is not something that's going to be able to replace in my opinion as no, of yet never. unless elon Musk does something incredibly weird <laughs> which i don't think he's going to you're not going to be able to replace human connection, I don't think. Microchip so, is also, we don't need it. Say that again, darling. Microchip is also, we don't need it. Yeah, well, exactly. We might we might be able to just sit here and not even talk at one point. But I think I think that's <laughs> you know, you can you can use all the technology in the world, but you know that that element of human connection and and as well, one thing I also want to sort of add on to that is respect and courtesy towards people you know this is my big thing courtesy and people and stuff but you know that just goes such a long way like treating people as human beings and what yeah. people tend to forget and this is something that we are carrying forward like with the work that we're doing with our learning platform and stuff is you know every single person that's listening to this right now is very very different like human beings are like unique powerful individuals like we're yeah. all very very different and we 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 as much as we think it's going to take longer because this is this is the reason this is the reason why we don't do it we think it's going to take longer we sometimes can't really be asked of like actually listening to people we're too busy ticking a box for some regulation or someone else 
or we're that busy we don't think about it. So as much as we think it's going to take longer, we've got to start like actively putting processes in place to valuing and understanding people as individuals. Absolutely. Like, and if you do that well, and not take this approach of like, I can't be asked, or, you know, if you put the right people, can you say this word, put the right people in place to do that, Yeah. you know, it's proven, and I know this with the people that I work with, it's proven, if you do that well, you will create better results on yeah. the bottom line of the profitability. It's like proven. Yeah. But people aren't stopping to actually have that conversation and thinking about it. They're just not. So that would be your guidance to the execs and sort of the leaders or the management of the companies. What would your, what would your, I don't necessarily want to say advice, but what would you say? What was the, what would be the key thing that you would say to people who were in an organization or even even somebody who on a per, on, in like a personal way who was experiencing stress isn't receiving the support um, what would you say to those people well, well, well number one stop and recognize that whatever position you're in it doesn't matter whether you are you know a manager an executive it doesn't matter like just stop and recognize that the role that you play in the workplace is just a role in your life. Like it doesn't define you. And it's so, honestly, I'm so passionate about this because I remember being Reese that I still work with now. And you'll probably listen to this at some point. You know, I remember saying we we're about 17 and we we're working with this company. And I said to him, I don't know where I even got this from, but I said to him, always believe that you are further ahead than where you currently are. Yeah. Right. We were working for this company and we hated this guy. Like we hated this guy yeah. that we worked for. <laughs> now we're both directors of a training company but the, the 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 what i meant by that was you know your job or whatever you want to call it because i hate the word but the job that you do or this role that you play to earn money yeah it, it's just a role like it does not define you and you mm-hmm. as a human being separate you and your job away from each other like your identity is you've got an identity as you as an individual, you know, think about what energizes you away from work. Like what gives you fulfillment? What gives you worth away from the work that you do? And if you don't ask, and the, 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 just put it to people straight, right? If you don't ask yourself these questions, then it's, you're not going to change. Like you are going to be stressed. Like it's quite simple. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing is like, well, you know, what are your, what are your highest values? So, if you are in a job and you aren't getting support, you know, number one, that's shocking and you should be getting support. However, one thing that's a game changer for anybody is, you know, for things to change, you have to change. Jim Bro, right? For things to change, you have to change. Right. But then that's to do with you taking ownership. So if you feel stressed right now, like you've got to go, I feel stressed, recognize it. I feel stressed. And then look at, Look internally for the answers. And if you don't know the answers or you need support, then reach out to someone or us or like reach out to someone that can help you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, re- realize that your job doesn't define you and you're a human being away from your job and you're probably a great human being as well. <laughs> Recognize that you get to take ownership and understand what your highest values are. You know, think about what energizes you away from the job that you do. Number three, like, 
ask for help, like have courage and be vulnerable. This is my big thing. Like, you know, vulnerability and, 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 and really saying what's going on for you is something that's can be quite difficult for many, many people, especially if you're busy. Like I, I do this a lot. Like if, if I'm too busy, you know, it's very easy to kind of compensate being vulnerable to just be really, really busy. I do that sometimes. Absolutely. Like work on being vulnerable and, and, and build relationships around you that you can be vulnerable with. And, and I think the last thing is that, you know, the direction of your life, because this, this is what it comes down to, you know, things like purpose, it might sound cheesy and cliche and all this, but, you know, I'm a massive believer that you are here for a reason, you know, and that, that reason can be whatever it is that, that you want for your own self. But, you know, many people live their life not really understanding that reason or even asking themselves a question about that, you know, what, what do you feel your purpose is? Like, what, what, are, what are the top five things that you love to do about, about, about your life? Like, what is your purpose? Like, why do you do what you do? One of my favorite questions is, who are you being when you are being everything you are capable of being? Yeah. Like, that's a big question. But when I asked myself that question, that changed for me. Like, that was a massive thing. Who are you when you are being everything you are capable of being? And I guarantee you, if you answer that question, you won't be the person that sat in the office. There's no way you just won't be. Yeah. And that I just I just think you know think, I in a box. Exactly. And the questions that we're giving you allow you to be the box or create your own box. Yeah. You've got to ask yourself the questions to be able to do it. I just think you've got a direction and a purpose that's available to you. And if you feel stressed, you know one of the main reasons for you feeling stressed is because you, you're not really sure on like who you are or what, what your clear meaning or purpose is. And what I'm really passionate about, especially if you're in the workplace is take yourself out of the workplace and then ask yourself the question. And then who are you? Yeah. yeah. I remember um, my very first coach that I ever got, she said to me, who, who are you? And I was like, at the time I was an events manager and, you know, I was like, I'm an events manager. I'm, I'm a daughter. I'm a girlfriend. She was like, right, take all of that away. Who are you? And she, and I just kept telling the things like that. And I never, and she was like, I think I actually burst into tears because she was like, we, we're taking all of that, all of that away. You don't have any of that. Who are you? And I think that that was a huge wake up call for me in that we, it's, it's a society issue. It's a, it's, there's so many layers to that question because we're not taught how to express ourselves. We're not taught how to be individual. We're, not, we're put through a, 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 a government education. We're put through, you know, school and university. And then we're sort of popped out the other side, like this little project or like this little, mm. it's like a conveyor belt, isn't it? And then it's like, and then we're all just so, we don't know who we are. We don't know how to find ourselves. We don't know what our purpose is um no. so yeah that question is definitely you're gonna have to ask me that question that you just said ask me that later yeah we can I need to ponder that. on that question yeah there's and well that's the thing like <laughs> most people aren't exploring themselves like no. I, I said someone yesterday i was like how much time are you spending getting to know yourself <laughs> Like, is the, and, and obviously towards like, towards like, this is what we do. So people that are like completely new to this, it's like, well, 
I don't know how to actually do that. I didn't know how to do that. Yeah. But I just think to, to keep it really simple is that like all of this is possible. It's available. And yeah. with conversations with the right people, you know, this is available for you. And that's just about having the courage to ask for help, whether that be me, yeah. you know, the mind help school, you know, a therapist, a coach, like it's absolutely okay for you to be able to do that. I still do that. Nikki I still does that. And that's so important for people to just know that I think. Yeah. It's, it's one of my favorite things to do. It's legit. One of my favorite things to do. If I have an issue, there'll be someone in my network who knows that issue inside out inside out he's been doing it he's been the whole career he's been working towards the point where they are waiting for people to approach them with that issue so why try and figure it i nearly swore then why try and figure it out yourself when when people have literally trained trained their entire career to help you with that and solve that problem for you like don't keep it in reach out and and if there's not someone in your network there'll be someone in your network's network so it all starts with that question yeah, they definitely will be. I just think it take, it just it just takes a little bit of courage. I mean, I I I sometimes like get I sometimes become inspired by people calling me like because then yeah. and sometimes they don't, you know, like one guy that I'm going to be working with like we're not actively in a coaching relationship right now, but we will be like at the right time. Yeah. But just just the fact that you know having that courage to just go I mean, so I had, a, I had a call that just came in, like we've had like maybe like half an interaction, but having the courage to just open up and, you know, this is what's going on for me away from my business or away from my career. Like that takes courage and, yeah. you know, just Amazing. have that conversation, whatever that conversation is, I think. Absolutely. That's a really good place for us to finish. We haven't stuck to the questions, yeah. but who cares? That was such good a good conversation. Amazing. I learn something new every single time I speak to you. That's what we do. That's what we do. Any last words, Joshua? Um, no, I just think I want to commend you for the amazing work that you're doing. Um, I love the concept of the work that you do as an individual and with Mind Health School. Obviously, I've got to know you in a range of different ways, and it's what? been really, really powerful. Um, you know, I'm excited for people to hear this and for people to go and implement this um you know if you want to reach out you know you can contact me however you like linkedin facebook um but whatever you do like one thing i just want to share with people is that you know this is just information like this is all it is like it's information you might be listening to this right now and be like i feel good like i feel better but like like to bring you kind of back down to balance like this is just info yeah. and it's up to you to like utilize something um, that what we've been speaking about. Mm -hmm. um, I know it will be valuable to you, but it's only valuable if you're utilizing it tomorrow. It's not valuable if you just feel good right now. Yeah. So just think about, you know, what, maybe think about what is it, what, what's one or two things that you could go and implement in your life right now? Or what's one or one or two key takeaways that you could listen to again or go and work with in some sort of way because that's the most important thing really yeah imperfect action one percent that's all you need to do yeah go and move in some sort of way thank Amazing. you thank you so much see you soon see you soon 
so much for joining us on our Are You Okay campaign and I really hope this conversation helps you realise that nothing is out of your reach. If you feel like you are struggling right now, please reach out to a friend, family member or medical professional to seek help. I promise there are so many people waiting for your phone call. If this was helpful, please reshare on your socials and tag at Mindhouse School and don't forget to leave us a review. Thank you.